LJ McCray is the Miami Hurricanes' top remaining uncommitted recruiting target, and he's announcing this Saturday. Where do the Canes stand? You are Locked On Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, if there is such a thing. I'm Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Thank you so much to the everydayers for sticking with us every single day of the week. Let's talk some recruiting on this episode. Who better to bring in? Then the recruiting overlord in these parts, our good friend, Brian Smith. Brian, uh, who's also my colleague at allhurricanes.com, we'll talk about what happened this past Saturday as well, but how are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Uh, it's it's Monday, like you said, but in our world, every day is the same. I talk football seven days a week, so that I sometimes don't know what day of the week it is. <laughs> I have the same problem. And by the way, every time every time Brian joins us, he's brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, because these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. So, you know, Brian, um, I remember going way back to probably early in the summer is when I was told that the Miami Hurricanes coaching staff rates LJ McCray a lot higher than the recruiting services did at the time. And they actually thought he had right. more potential than even any of the other defensive tackle targets like the Justin Scott's and the David Stones of the world that, you know, Miami really had LJ rated highly. And now all of a sudden the recruiting services are starting to reflect that the uh, standout defensive lineman from Mainland High School in Daytona Beach has gotten a big bump in an upgrade from 24 seven sports. He's moved up from a four star to a five star, and he's now the six rated player, not at his position, but in the entire class of 2024, LJ McRae, six rated player in the entire class. He's going to be announcing between five schools this Saturday, uh, Miami, Georgia, Florida, <laughs> Florida State and Auburn are the finalists. If you go by the on three tracker, they still have Florida as the favorites. They're certainly up there. I have seen some smoke for Georgia, and I've seen some smoke for the past several months for Miami. Where do you think things stand with LJ? I just hope that it's a one and done because everything that I have gleaned from speaking with him directly to other people, there is no one consensus. It's one of the more difficult things. If I was to guess, I'd say Florida, but I've missed like on the last five. Don't go with what I say. I thought Aiden Breland was going to Georgia. He picked, he picked Oregon the other day. These kids are keeping it close to the best, the five-star yeah. kids. It, it's hard, and nobody's going to get anything out of him now. He wanted to announce right after his birthday. He told me that when I interviewed him a few weeks ago, and he's done that. He's been very consistent. I'll give LJ credit. But he was at Miami for the A&M game. He walked right in front of me, in fact. Uh, that is a big dude. Yeah. I mean, Miami's recruited him as hard as any player in the country. I know that from what's going on with their staff. That, that, like you said, is the guy that they thought was just tremendous upside. And he's raw, but man, is he an athlete. So I, I get it. it. And here's the thing. Like if Florida, Georgia, Miami, Florida, Florida State want a kid, uh, you know, that Auburn's after. 
there's really not much doubt he can play. And this is really the first year he's played D-line. That's why the Miami coaches yeah. thought long-term. He played, this is so bizarre, he'd played tight end for whatever reason for the majority of his high school career and just kind of dabbled with D-line. Now he's now he's kind of focused on D and it's it changed his recruiting ranking. So, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating recruitment. You know, so, okay, I look at um, what, what happens if, he doesn't commit to Miami. Obviously, I hope he does. Miami's got Dalen Russell in the class, Artavius Jones in the class, and yep. it's easy to forget about Jameel Burroughs, who uh, transferred from Alabama. He's sitting out the year. Uh, he's a former very high-rated recruit and a monster of a space eater, um, so it, it's going to feel like he's a new recruit next year when he debuts True. in Miami. So, uh do, do you feel like, you know, are, are, are they going to be criminally weak or thin at the defensive tackle position next year? Or do you think even if they don't land a guy like McCray, that they could be all right? Well, that's a two-parter. Number one, you got to continue to look at the portal. Um, Burroughs, I mean, that's it's hard to get guys with that kind of girth. Yeah. Uh, I'd seen him play in high school, I met him, et cetera. That's a unique player. If they can get the max out of him, he can be a starter and be your one tag. I don't know, but – that's not a kid you just take for the heck of it. I mean, you're going to take a guy like that because he's got a chance. And the other thing is some of these young guys have got to start really making some noise. The freshmen, redshirt freshmen, et cetera. We won't know enough until spring ball is over. But, I mean, the D-line coaching, I'm not worried about. They got two excellent coaches there. I think it'll kind of work itself out, and I wouldn't be surprised if Artavius played either. You can't teach 310. Yeah. And he and I've seen him live. That way he moves is not normal. So with, you know, Horton, et cetera, they, Moten, they've got enough bodies next year adding Burroughs, but getting a guy like this, McCray, who can play all kinds of things. I mean, he's literally at 275 or so playing outside linebacker this year in high school. It's ridiculous. Right. He'll take some time. He probably needs to redshirt because he's, again, this is a guy that's completely changed his trajectory in terms of position, but Miami's D tackle depth is, is headed in the right direction. It's just a matter of which one or ones really step forward. Well, and another one, whether he plays end or tackle, uh, to think about is Armando Blunt, because I think there That's still right. is a chance he could decide to reclassify for 2024. Uh, do, do you feel like if, if Armando were to do that, could he be a guy who plays year one, or is that going to be more of a redshirt project? Um, I mean, it's never something that I, that I like to see kids move up, especially if they're linemen, but yeah. he's a rare dude. Uh, he's 250 or so right now. I think he can play inside in special situations, but first and 10 run stopper, he is not. That's not his mentality, and he's not big enough. I, I've heard there's an extremely good chance that he'll change to the 24 class when he enrolls, probably be next summer, though. It's hard to get all those credits, and he's an elite student, but it's hard to get all those credits in time, get into Miami, et cetera. That's a big, big jump. I yeah. think he would be a situational pass rusher and they'd play him at strong side in him and Bain or wh whichever players you put him with anybody. You're good, but like him and Bain. Yeah. I, I'm not worried about Miami's defensive end situation. You know, you still have Nigel Eek, et cetera, too. So they're good there. We still have a lot to get to on this episode of locked on canes, including uh got to talk about Zaquan Patterson about the season he's yep. having at Chaminade. Cause Zaquan is now Miami's highest rated recruit. He's gotten a big bump in the rankings. We've got to talk about turnovers, what has plagued Miami these last couple of games, and we've got to talk about the cornerback position because obviously we saw Miami's defensive backfield give up some big plays against UNC. I want to talk about that position 
present and future, what Miami has in the pipeline there in recruiting. Ryan Smith, our recruiting overlord, is with us. You know what we like to say? We are only getting started on this Monday episode of Locked on Canes. Guys, if you're looking for last-minute tickets and deals, the best deals, you've got to check out Game Time. I'm telling you, buying last-minute tickets to your favorite sporting event, concert, comedy show, it doesn't have to be a frustrating experience. It never is at Game Time, guys. You get these last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, it is so easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. When I sign on at game time, I'm always amazed at how just right there on my screen, they've got all the events you're looking for in South Florida or wherever it is you live. And you can see the view from the seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And I'll tell you guys, the best thing about game time is they're so confident in their service and their prices. The game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Oh, we are also brought to you by Prize Picks. Guys, Prize picks. I've never had this much fun watching football before. It is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and then place your entry. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Guys, this is completely legal in Florida, by the way. It's so easy to deposit, to withdraw. And with the prize picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily, daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use our code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Brian Smith is with us, recruiting expert on the Locked on Network and my colleague at allhurricanes.com. Uh, so, Brian, uh, I'd love to hear about how Zaquan Patterson has been doing at Chaminade this year because he's gotten himself a big bump. The still a four-star but highly rated four-star safety is now the top-ranked recruit in Miami's class of 2024. Um, is he living up to that billing so far this year? I think Zaquan's actually improved his actual coverage skills. Uh, I've known him for a while, and he's a guy that is very aggressive, plays downhill, and he's very physical. He'll, he'll definitely be a thumper for the Hurricanes. But when you can cover like he does, and he's give or take 200 pounds, maybe 198, somewhere around that range, so he's going to be college ready with size. That was the final hurdle. You know, you just got to keep learning because that's hard. You know, they know where they're going and the DBs don't. So it's all about technique. He's gotten better at that. He's gotten some big picks. He's been a guy that's been able to take it back to the house. All the things you would look for this season, he's done watching his film. If any, if you haven't, search out Zaquan Patterson's film on Huddle. It's it's legit. And he's just a guy that I think can come in and play in different roles for Miami. Nickel. He could be a safety, whatever the case may be. And as most probably expect, Cam and 
probably James as well will leave after this year. So there's an opportunity for multiple guys, Zaquan included, to play in 2024. So really good news for him, and he deserves a bump. Very, very good football player. Now, you know, when I Miami just lost to North Carolina the other day, I know uh, anybody watching this probably knows that already, 41 to 31. Uh, you know, my my chief complaint uh, and takeaway from that game were the turnovers. Miami has sure. committed nine of those in the last two games, four turnovers. North Carolina did not turn the football over in that game. It's hard to win a game when you lose the turnover margin minus four. But we've also gotten a lot of messages, Brian, uh, and complaints about Miami's defensive backfield. Yes, they did give up some big passing plays specifically to Tez Walker, who, you know, I, I know folks haven't seen him a whole lot because it was only. Wow. His second game in the power five but he's really good and yeah he did uh he beat Jaden Davis and uh, I thought maybe Miami could have given more safety help in some of those situations but you know before we talk about the future of Miami's defensive backfield how do you feel about the cornerback position right now at Miami it's kind of unique and I'd questioned this before I don't doubt that they're physical like Jaden as you mentioned that is a physical football player Great in tackle. the box area. Yeah, he for a corner, he tackles like a linebacker. He does not jack around, but he's not the biggest guy in the world. And Tez is like six two and a half, and he's like four three speed. Like one on one, he's going to win ninety percent of the time, regardless of who's in front of him. That's unfortunate. They're not going to play another Tez Walker of that speed and size. Keon, that coming up at Florida State in a few weeks, will be in the in yeah. the realm. But Tez is probably the fastest guy they'll face. The point is still the same. Does Miami have pure man-to-man coverage skills that give you thoughts that this can be a top-10 team? Right now, I don't think so. But they've got guys on the roster, the Brown brothers, et cetera, that you're like, okay, Jadis, you know, we heard a lot about him in fall camp. He hasn't, he hasn't done anything. I don't know what the problem or problems could be, but and, and it's not like Mario is going to hand those out at his Monday press conference. But at the same time, they got to figure something out because teams are just going to start throwing deep. It, it's going to happen. Right. And Clemson's got a really fast freshman. I guarantee you they're going to run some deep routes. Like he can fly. I forget the kid's name, but they're going to do it. It's on film now. You can get over the top of the Canes. So they better figure out something. And if they don't, this could be another transfer portal situation in the offseason that Miami has to go to. Yeah, and and you know Devonte Brown is someone because uh, you used to cover UCF and you covered him there. I'm yeah. I'm I'm just surprised he hasn't made more of an impact. Uh, I I think is he is he not that fast? Because that, that that's one of the things that I maybe I suspect is that they don't trust his speed. I don't know what else it could be. He's certainly long enough. He's six yeah. one six two. Uh, the, the length in the arm. I mean, I've stood next to him. He's got the length. I saw a couple of times, I think it was the AM game where in zone he he didn't do the things they wanted. They were pointing out things after plays, talking to him when he was still on the field. But it's like at some point he's a senior in college. Yeah. Yeah. It's on him. If they're not gonna play just straight man with him or whatever, they they gotta do something. But he's too talented not to play. There's something goofy here because I, I like Jaden, but he's not tall enough to go against Tez Walker. He's not. And they gotta find something else or some of these big-bodied receivers are going to eat them up. So Clemson doesn't have a great passing game, and I'm being kind. I mean, they scored, what was it, 17 points against Wake Forest? Yeah. They threw for like 150 yards or something. I don't. I mean, maybe Wake had a really good game plan, but I'm not picking on Wake. Clemson should be able to score 30 against Wake every single time. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. 
and they got Will Shipley and, and, and Phil Moffitt in the back there. They got yeah. two good running backs. They didn't do a ton in that game either. So Miami should be able, should be able to do good things against Clemson, but I'm worried about the individual one or two plays that can flip the game because again, I know it's Tez Walker and he's an NFL player. That guy has a chance yeah. to be a number one at the NFL level. No, no debating it. But Miami's cornerback play has to be better in just sheer cover. I'm not saying tackling, not to get screamed. Over the top, it's got to get better. What about the future of the cornerback room? Obviously, they have some young guys on the roster. You mentioned Damari Brown, That's right. Jadis Richard, uh, Robert Stafford, who I'm sure is redshirting uh, this year. And, you know, you got Frederick and Mack committed uh, in the class of 2024. I'd, I'd really like to see Miami land land another class of 2024. I know they, you know, but they've been trying to flip Ellis Robinson. Who who knows if that could actually happen or will happen? But uh, how do you feel about the future at that position? They probably just need to continue to take two to three guys a year that they like. Uh, Romanus is Frederick is really unique to me because when he was at Deerfield before he he transferred over. He was a kid that played primarily receiver. So in a sense, kind of like LJ McCray, he's wearing a new craft, but he's got the length and speed that you're looking for. Those are the kinds of stories that Miami has been made famous. Kids that are just kind of raw South Florida guys that are track kids, Romanus fits that. And they also, I'm, you know, I, I thought Damari would play a little bit more, but they, they're going, this, this ACC schedule is pretty loaded with good receivers. This week is yeah. goofy because it's not a typical Clemson group. It's not, but how much do you put a freshman on the field when you've lost your last two games? I get it, but I, I want to see him and I know they're probably not going to do this. I want to see him straight up man to man coverage, which probably will not happen. But the, at some point they got to play some of these guys and find out, you know, it's Jaden's not going to be there next year, et cetera. They have to play some of these guys. And again, Brown's older brother has got to play more. Jada's got to play more. They've got to get more size and length on the field or the future is not going to work out either. When we come back, I want to get Brian's view on uh, the big issues against North Carolina this past weekend and how fixable this stuff is. So you want to keep it locked right here, my friends, to Locked on Canes. Time now for our game changer of the week. I got to give it to Reuben Bain. Guys, Reuben Hurricane Bain looks like one of the better defensive linemen in the entire country. He's a true freshman, was so disruptive. I mean, Miami had the momentum in the first half against UNC up 17 to 14. So much of that was on Bain's pressure and on his sacks. Guys, much like Reuben Hurricane Bain, athletic brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Athletic Brewing Company, uh, they make brews that are great tasting and award winning. They beat out full strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beers, including what we all love, like IPAs, golden sours and more. They're constantly re releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to their variety. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. And first time customers. Use code locked on to get 15% off your first online order. That's code locked on at checkout at athleticbrewing.com to get 15% off. Near beer exclusions and conditions apply.
Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And for the everydayers, you want to take that everydayer experience to the next level, sign up to become a Locked on Canes insider. We'll be giving you guys recruiting scoops throughout the week. We'll be tracking LJ McCray before his Saturday announcement. We give you guys breaking news. I'm going to be at Mario Cristobal's press conference today, so we'll give you updates on that. So check us out. Click the link in the show description below to try it free for 14 days. Become a Locked on Canes insider. If you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. Brian Smith is with us. And, you know, Brian, uh, first of all, um, I know that Miami fans, it's really easy to say, well, hey, they lost the North Carolina game because of what happened in the Georgia Tech game. Mario Cristobal screwed up and that carried over. Um, I think that would be an easy cop out to say that, hey, this is a hangover from what Cristobal did the week. I I don't think it was the hangover. I just think that this team and listen, people can blame it on coaching if they want to. It's just not because of that specific instance of coaching. How are you supposed to win these games when you turn it over nine times over two games? That's not a recipe for victory. Let's start with Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, yeah. He's not seeing the field the way he should. Nope. Uh, the nope. Georgia Tech game, they they knew, and I don't I don't know how you do this. You're guessing, but they changed coordinators. They fired one guy, kept him on the staff, moved him to safeties, moved another guy to court. It's really really unusual. So, I mean, Dawson was talking about his press conference for the Tech game. Hey, we know there's going to be some different stuff. We just got to adjust to it. Well, they didn't. Nope. Uh, and specifically Van Dyke, because he kept throwing weight down the middle, which is a yeah. cardinal sin anyway. Yeah. That has nothing to do with Mario. I'm sorry, it doesn't. And I've been a big Tyler supporter, but that was an awful performance. This game, he had the one pick, but like the fumble, I mean, the other guy, and this is the guy I know better than anybody on the team, Matt, Matt Lee. Lee. I trust him over yeah. anybody on the team, straight up. Yeah. That was a horrendous snap. Yeah, You know, I mean, could he, you know, could Tyler have gotten it? Sure. But I mean, that would have been a hell of a catch. It And it's just <laughs> unusual of all players. Like the guy that you expect to make the play didn't. And right. to go back to the tech game, the second guy I trust most on the team would be Cam Kinchins, who got beat on the final play. I mean, right. these are just, what are the odds that it's Lee and Kinchins having big moments like that? I mean, a million to one. Yeah. I mean, that is not coaching. It's not. Right, right. It's not. It's it's just the way it is. Sometimes guys screw up. Cam Kinchins will probably never have a worse play in his college career. Nope. I don't know how he could. And he'd tell you the same. He's a very straight-up guy. He's a great dude. They have to figure out some things on the field, and everybody likes to, when their teams lose in any level. It's the coach. It's the coach. The reason they say that, it's a hell of a lot easier to get rid of the coach than it is the players. You can't. Yeah, yeah true. Sometimes your players just aren't maximizing and – Let's also give in the second game in particular Carolina credit. They beat the bejesus out of Drake May. They just, I mean, they were hammering him. Yeah. And in the second half, he still made those throws. That's why he's a top five pick. Give that man credit. He's a special football player. And even on the one like he beat Jaden or Tez did, that was a perfect money ball. It's still incomplete. You know, it's just sometimes you got to tip your cap. Yeah. But that leads into this right here, man. They have to come out with their hair on fire against Clemson. I'm right. curious to what you think about that personally. But yeah, and, and listen, they and they and they got to do it for you, you got to finish. You got to do it for 60 minutes because listen, I, I outside of Miami did make some brutal mistakes in the first half against Carolina. I mean, when you fumble it at the goal line, <laughs> it's <sighs> hard. It's hard to recover from that. 
when your defensive coordinator gets a 15-yard penalty that basically costs you seven points. Like, it, that happened in the first half, and yet Miami, they did. It's specifically on defense, they played with their hair on fire in that first half, but they couldn't sustain it for 60 minutes. And I can kind of understand that because, listen, I, I sympathize a bit with the defense when, when the offense is given short fields and That's turning it over so every good. time they get out there. Eventually, your defense is going to break. Like, you can't expect your defense to play like they were for 60 minutes when the offense is handing short fields to the opponent. Turnovers and poor defensive performance go hand in hand. Yeah. It's been that way at every level since the dawn of football. You cannot expect guys who are chasing, which is what defense is, and burning more calories than the offense to give up a drive, even if they just they punched them in the mouth and they got a three and out. Your team gets a three and out, too. They're right back on the field. You do those kinds of things, and then you add in the two turnovers in the third quarter? Yeah. Alex, I mean, you watch more Miami football than anybody I know. Name a worse quarter in a quality game, not against somebody they might have been not really into, that right. Miami's had in the last five years. Well, they could have won the game. That's tough. I mean, they were up at halftime. That's yeah. the worst quarter that – and I know that, like, the Gidry getting the penalties goofy. I get yeah. that. Yeah. But outside of that, a lot of it's just self-inflicted, man. I mean, I love Henry Parrish, but he was my pick for player of the game. Whoops, I missed on that one. I mean, he fumbled at the goal line, and he's a heck of a running back. He's number six in the ACC in rushing with 452 yards. He's really good. You can't fumble there. You know, those are the kinds of plays that change the game. And Miami should have been up, what, Alex? 14 and a half, something yeah, like that? Yeah, they should have been, at least. Yeah. I mean, think about the other play, and I brought this up in an article I wrote on Sunday. Miami gets the sack, and in particular, the guy that you just mentioned, Bain, the ball's out at the goal line. Not only does Miami not get a touchdown or get the ball, UNC gets it and moved it. For, I mean, it's just like they could not get out of the way. They only lost Everything. one yard on that play. And I'm like, as <laughs> soon as he hit it, I thought, this is a touchdown. This is yeah. the game-changing play. Same, and same. Yeah, the odds of that are like one in a hundred. It never goes the yeah. offense's way in that situation. And Miami didn't capitalize. Well, it certainly gives us more to talk about throughout the week, guys. Oof. We are going to have not only will we have a second episode today because I wanted to give our fans, you know, not only a chance to vent because not all of you are venting. Like not everyone is like enraged. Like some people do see the big picture still. But we're going to do another episode today where I read a ton of questions and comments from you guys. Uh, you can always get those to me if you join our Locked On Insiders text group. Click the link in the show description below to try it free for 14 days. Uh, so not only will we have another full episode today, uh, I am going to post the video from the coaches. I'm going to be on my way shortly to see Mario Cristobal, Lance Guidry, Shannon Dawson, and uh, we'll... We'll put everything they have to say is going to be on our YouTube channel today. Brian Smith, huge job. Thank you so much. As always, remember, Brian is always brought to us by LinkedIn Jobs, linkedin.com slash locked on college. If you want to post your job for free, Brian, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day. Same to you, my friend. Take care. We will talk to everyone next time on another episode of Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.